Janet is going to bring us our reading now. A reading from Acts 16. After Paul had seen the vision, he got ready to go at once and leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went to Napopolis. From there we travelled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there for several days. On the Sabbath, we went out to the city gate, to the river, where we expected a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women there, who had gathered there. One of them listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira called Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptised, she invited us to their home. If you consider me a believer of the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. This is the end of the reading. Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you all here today, especially on this lovely sunny morning that we find ourselves having. As uh, Jackie said, my name's Chris, Chris Beecroft. I'm the associate vicar at St. Paul's Church just up the road, so haven't come very far. And I'm married to Ben, who's the vicar there. And we have three daughters, Emily, Ruth and Becky. Emily and Ruth are now at university, and Becky is in the lower sixth form. Ben and I were here recently, actually, for uh, the farewell of Ben and Katrina and their family. And it was lovely to join you on that very special occasion and the wonderful spread that you put on for them with that farewell tea. Let's pray together as we begin. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. I'm sure many of you have been on journeys where you hit an unexpected detour or something unexpected happens on your journey. Perhaps a road was closed or an accident um, suddenly arose. Or maybe there were just leaves on the track if you were on the train. I once drove up to Hull with my sister and a friend in the friend's very old car. And the car broke down. We had to call the AA. The AA told us that the car was actually a write-off. And so we had to then sell the car for scrap and then proceed the rest of our journey in, by train. So it was a very unexpected turn for that journey. Sometimes physical diversions can be an annoyance or a frustration, slowing us down from where we want to be going. However, sometimes they can be full of joyful surprises as well. One time we were travelling down to Somerset and we hit the dreaded A303, if any of you know that. (laughs) And um, so we had to go off on a diversion. But it turned out to include some really beautiful scenery and pretty villages that we'd never seen before. So that unexpected diversion was actually a real blessing to us, and we got eventually to our destination. 
Well, those are physical journeys I've been talking about. But the spiritual life, too, is a journey. And we have our destination ahead of us all, heaven and the new creation. What the road will be like for us all, God alone knows. And for many of us, as we journey on as Christians, we become increasingly interested in themes of pilgrimage, of journeys that include sorrows as well as joys, hardships as well as pleasures, and find ourselves somewhere in Bunyan's A Pilgrim's Progress, if any of you have read that. Being a journey, the Christian life, should always be viewed as an adventure. Jesus says, doesn't he, come and follow, come and follow. And both of these involve movement, leaving things behind and um, experiencing new things on the way as we follow Jesus. St Paul had just this experience. He knew what he was called to be, an apostle to the Gentiles. And he knew why he was called. As a previous persecutor of the church, he had become used used powerfully in the church's expansion. He knew how he was to evangelise with the message of Christ crucified and raised to life. But as to the where and when, he had to rely on the leading of the Holy Spirit, didn't he? And we see this clearly in our reading today. The prior verses tell us that Paul had been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching in Asia and prevented by the Spirit from Bithynia. And now he has a vision of a man from Macedonia begging him, come over to Macedonia to help us. How he knew he was from Macedonia, maybe something of regional dress or accent alerted him, we don't know. What we do know is that he received it as the guidance of God. God used this very passage that we just heard today when Ben and I needed the Lord's guidance in our own lives. We were leaving a parish where we'd been associate ministers and we were looking for another church. Ben went on retreat and, um, in Oxford and while he was there, a man he didn't know came up to him and he said, I have a word for the, from the Lord for you. And the word was the passage you just heard read, the vision of a man from Macedonia, saying, come over here and help us. And he said to Ben, does that mean anything to you? And Ben had to be honest and politely said, well, no, actually it doesn't. But thank you for sharing it and I'll bear in mind, I'll bear that in mind. Some weeks after that, we saw the advert for St Paul's Adelston. And without any strong sense of call at that moment, we thought we'd go and visit incognito on a Sunday morning. We sat down, the communion service began, and it came to the first reading. Alan Bardell, who some of you may know, got up and he read this passage from Acts. And as we heard it, the Holy Spirit immediately brought back to Ben's mind this man that he'd met a few weeks ago saying about this word for Ben. And we both sensed there and then it was like God was speaking to us. And we had further confirmation, came an interview, and the rest is history. And I know that you all have been praying about the right new pastor for here. And can I encourage you to continue to pray that the right person God is calling here to be your new pastor will have it really made abundantly clear to them and to all of you who are interviewing 
just as it was made clear to Ben and I almost 15 years ago when we were interviewed for St Paul's, had that common discernment and agreement together. And I believe God wants to speak to all of us. Jesus said this, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus makes it clear here that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. And when we're following God's leading, it brings the most wonderful peace. This reminds me of a statement that I once heard. The most peaceful place to be is at the centre of the will of God. The most peaceful place to be is at the centre of the will of God. And that is true Because even though sometimes we have to walk through tragedy and difficulty, trials and temptations, knowing that we are where God wants us to be makes all the difference to our sense of well-being. Back to St Paul. It was crucial that he listened to this guidance from the Holy Spirit as it resulted in him travelling to Philippi, the biggest city in Macedonia, and named after Philip, father to Alexander the Great. Alexander had put Macedonia on the map as his homeland, from which he conquered as far as Afghanistan and Egypt, slashing his way through the old Persian Empire. Paul would come preaching Christ crucified, a gospel of peace and redemption. They couldn't have been more opposite. And this is the first time that the gospel reaches the shores of Europe, And Lydia is the first recorded European to become a Christian. So this passage brings home the fact that Paul truly was a missionary to the Gentiles as he steps foot into Europe. And we should note as well that just as the first witness to the resurrection was a woman, so here the first European convert was a woman too. So here are three challenges for us from the lives of Paul and Lydia. Firstly, the challenge of availability. Two of our most precious commodities are time and money. Are we making these two things available to God, our time and our money? When all the economic forecasts try to fill our heads with worry, will we still trust God who says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you as well. Do we believe that? Are we living that? I fairly recently met up with a lady who I was meeting with because I was taking a funeral and she was the chief mourner. We sat down together and began to talk. We'd never met before, and as we began to talk, I suddenly had a very strong sense of the Holy Spirit was there with us. And I had a sense that God wanted to do something, but I wasn't sure what it is, but I decided at that moment to make myself available to God. And as we discussed arrangements at this funeral, it seemed as if a lot of things weren't going to be said and a lot of things were going to be glossed over in that service. 
But she suddenly stopped and looked at me and she said, will you pray for me? And I said, yes, let's pray now. And so we prayed. I prayed for her and I just waited because the sense of the Holy Spirit was already there. And then she began to cry and looked up and she said, I need to tell you something. And she told me about her past, things she'd never told anyone before in her life. And after that, she felt that she wanted to change what was going to be said, for it to be more honest, and the truth about the situation to come out in the, in the service, which was a good thing. And also to be reconciled with someone else um, who was then involved in the arrangements as well. It was like a kind of reconciliation, actually, with herself, as well as someone else, came as a result of that. She later thanked me, but I knew God had really been at work in her life. And I just, that moment when I'd sensed Holy Spirit, said, yes, Lord, and just waited to see what God wanted to do. And good things came from that, unexpectedly, because I wasn't expecting, I didn't know what God was going to do. So the Lord wants us to make ourselves available to him in our day-to-day lives. And suddenly those moments when you sense God just prompting you, maybe to go and talk to someone, maybe to phone them, maybe just wait and see how you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. But we have to be available, make ourselves available and say, yes, Lord, I want to be available to you. The second challenge is to be open-hearted. There's a lot in life to make us cynical or sceptical, isn't there? And these things can make us closed-hearted. But we receive the most from God when we're open-hearted. Lydia was a worshipper of God, we read. And being a worshipper had softened her heart softened it so that um, God could open her heart to Paul's message. And I wonder how many others, too, would have responded but missed it because they were closed-hearted when Paul went to preach that day. Let us determine to keep worshipping and to keep asking the Lord to open our hearts to all that he has for us. Finally, there's a challenge of obedience. Paul was willing to go where the Holy Spirit led him. How about us? Do we follow the Lord? Do we follow just when it's convenient or we're in the limits of our comfort zone? Or do we follow when it's costly, sacrificial, when we feel God pushing us out of our comfort zone and saying, come on, do we continue to follow then? I want to finish by reminding us of that statement that the most peaceful place to be is in the centre of the will of God. And if today you're feeling, I'm not sure that I am, choose today to say, yes, Lord, I want to be in the centre of your will. Offer your life to him again. Say to God that you're willing to follow wherever he leads. And let's ask forgiveness for when we've just followed, when it's comfortable or convenient and not allow God to really push us out of our comfort zone. Maybe you're not sure what God wants for you. Ask him to show you today. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and they follow me. 
Pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you, even today, to all of us. And if you feel that you are at the centre of God's will in your life at this time, that's great. Stay there. There will be immense peace for you. Peace that passes all understanding. That's different from anything that the world can give us. If we'll only be available, open-hearted and obedient, then there's no telling how God will use us to bless others. Amen. Let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Paul's willingness to hear that prompting of the Holy Spirit and to be led. And we thank you, Lord, for your love for us. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you want to guide us in our lives in the bigger situations and in the smaller ones. As your word says, there are good works prepared in advance for us to do. Help us to be available to you, Lord. Help us not to be closed-hearted, but to be open-hearted. And help us to choose to say yes, Lord, in obedience, in our lives. Amen.